It's the 21st of December. And here at Triple M, that means only one thing. It's gravy day. Happy gravy day, Paul. Happy gravy day, Rosie, to you as well. Uh, 25 years is just phenomenal that it's been released November 25 years ago. Um, except when you look at the video, I think you can sort of see the, the age of it then uh, on the St Kilda rooftop. Pete Luscombe is still drumming. Uh, the red and yellow bus is no longer, though. That drives past no. at one point. No. Um, Spencer P. Jones sadly left us uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. He was on slide. Take me back to that time. Were you invited to write a Christmas song for something or how did it happen? I was asked to take part in a Christmas charity record called The Spirit of Christmas. And oh, it was for the Salvos. Salvos then. Mm. It's always um, organised by Lindsay Field, who, who plays guitar and sings with John Farnham. And uh, he asked me to do, a, to do a, you know, pick a Christmas song to do or a carol. And I chose um, a song by the band written by Robbie Robertson called Christmas Must Be Tonight. This must be Christmas, must be tonight. But it was taken. James Blundell was doing it. Oh, really? Ah, bloody James. Oh. <laughs> uh, then Lindsay said, um, you know, why don't you have a go at writing your own Christmas song? And I, I remember thinking, well, you know, I think I've been writing songs for you know, 20, 25 years at, at that point. But I guess every songwriter some stage has to write a Christmas song. So I set myself the task. And uh, I did get stuck for a while because I, I think I was sort of intimidated by the fact that there's so much Christmas material out there and that, you know, it's been done to death, you might say, Christmas. So, you know, how can you? How can you write another Christmas song? Then I started thinking, well, what's the best way to write about Christmas? Uh, my next thought was then, well, maybe if I wrote it from the point of view of someone who can't get home for Christmas, then maybe that'll intensify the feeling. Then my next thought was, well, why can't they come home, I wonder? And then the next thought was, ah, they're in prison. So once I had that, little chain of thoughts that that gave me the key to the song and I wrote it pretty quickly after that and uh, played it to Lindsay and he was very you know very happy with it. Um, Is there a particular reason for the 21st of December? It's the 21st of December. Um, I can't remember I think it was obviously just the right the 19th wouldn't have any of those (laughs) teeth things wouldn't have had uh, enough syllables so it would have either been 21st 22nd was too many syllables, second. 23rd, 24th, maybe that was a bit too close to Christmas. Yeah, I just landed on the 21st. Um, the 21st, yeah, it just sounded right. Joe here. I hope you're keeping well. It's the 21st of December. Now they're ringing the last bell. If I get good behavior, I'll be out of here by July. Won't you kiss my kids on Christmas Day? Please. 
Celebrating 25 years of how to make gravy here at Triple M on Gravy Day. Paul Kelly with us as well to talk about it. And you were saying that originally how to make gravy was going to be on the spirit of Christmas in 1996. 
and you're working with Lindsay Field to put it together, but you had to get approval from the board of the Salvos. We were both a little bit worried because, you know, it was didn't have a chorus and it was set in prison. <laughs> but I think Lindsay had the gift of the gab and he got it over the line, so it appeared on that first Spirit of Christmas. And we also put it out as a standalone single and Spencer Jones, who plays that beautiful sly guitar mm. part, started the song. He's a great artist. He did a, a drawing of a white crow tomato sauce bottle. I didn't realise that was his drawing. That's his drawing. Oh. I've got that drawing. Oh, do you? I've got that drawing st- still at home. Oh, how right, special. Right a place. And yeah, he used to do a lot, lots of little funny drawings when we were, we were on tour, like, you know, little caricatures of us. Shane O'Mara with all, you know, <laughs> getting all tangled up in all his pedals because he had a million pedals. Yeah, Spencer Jones. I mean, we still play that. That riff is always part of the song when we play it and it's part of the the new recording that we did for the Christmas album. And Ash Naylor play, plays a Spencer part on that. So, yeah, we always carry him around in that song. I, I always think of him. I mean, that's one good thing about having songs that you've been playing for a long time. You sort of carry your, your old friends with you. I always carry Steve Connolly with me. He mm. played so many of those, um, you know, key guitar parts in those songs and they're that they were so, so integral to the song that we we can't play the song without playing those parts so Steve Connolly's always with us Spencer P Jones is always with us and I guess that that's part of why the song I think has resonated because you you name check so many people and you think of the people that are no longer with you or the people that you can't see at Christmas um and Joe and Rita have they been in other songs of yours are they recurring, I think I read somewhere that they're recurring people or is that just people finding meaning in something that isn't there? Um, Not specifically. And people often ask me, do you you know, do you know, do you have a sort of, what's the backstory of Joe and Rita and and Danja? You know, do you know much detail about their lives? And I don't really, it's very vague. People ask me, you know, what what did, uh, you know, what did Joe do? What's he, what's he serving time for? And uh, I don't really have that. So the the song, sort of in my mind, I have an idea of Joe's character, I guess. I guess because I'm singing the song from his point of view. Hello, Dan. It's Joe here. I hope you're keeping well. And he does remind me of some of the other characters in my, in my other songs. He's a bit like the guy in... Uh, Love never runs on time. I never heard a love song yet that I could call yours and mine. Cause you know and I know that love never runs on time. I mean, he's a bit like the guy on To Her Door. He's sort of it's like the guy that keeps coming back in some of my songs. Then he wrote a letter. He said, I want to see you. She thought it sounded better. She sent him up the fair. And I think of him as, it's a guy, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously not in, he hasn't done a really bad thing. He's going to get out in six months. So he's, mm. he's you know, we don't know what he's in for. If I get good behaviour, I'll be out of here by July. But he's one of those guys that's, every, he's quite charming. Everybody likes him, but, you know, he's, he's always. Oh, Joe. He always does, the, you know, does dumb things, I guess. <laughs> And uh, oh, Joe, yeah. So everyone w- wishes the best for him, but they're not, 
not surprised when he when he stumbles now and then. here at Triple M for Gravy Day on its 25th anniversary and we just heard him talk about how the character Joe might have also been the person in Dumb Things, similar character. Paul Kelly also has a new album out, Paul Kelly's Christmas Train. Now, Paul, I grew up in a strictly carols house, like a proper churchy carols. We never had... Bing, there was certainly no Phil Spector. No I didn't, Jingle Bells. Mm, maybe if Dad right. tolerated it on Carols by Candlelight or he'd turn it off. I certainly didn't hear about Darlene Love and Christmas Baby Please Come Home until I was an adult and had friends of good influence. What did you grow up with? And we're getting to the album Christmas Train, but you cover so much territory in Christmas Train. You pick from all sorts of genres within the Christmas wreath. Yeah, we grew up with carols. Uh, grew up Catholic, so carols. But, uh, but all, all the other ones too, the jingle bells and the pop songs. It was, it's really, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's, there's so much great Christmas music of all, of all kinds and that, that was sort of why I wanted to make this big range across the record. Classical music and choral music and some folk music and I wanted to sort of get all of that across in our record. Immensely cloistered in thy dear world Now 
leaves his well beloved imprisonment. So there's 22 songs in Paul Kelly's Christmas Train, and I heard you with uh, Marty Sheargold talking about the shows that you had coming up and you had a Christmas album coming out, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I, you know, didn't think that you would bring, be bringing out a Christmas album, but there we go. And I got home on a Friday night. I'd gone out to see a band, which was a rare treat, a couple of cocktails, another rare treat, mm. and I was up when Rage was still on, which is a very rare treat because I mm-hmm. don't get past that time yeah. very often anymore. And then your song comes on. I see the video. It's delightful. And then I see Horse and Wes in the video. And I'm going, this is just a, such a great song. And it took me a couple of weeks to put four and eight together. But Horse and Wes are part of the Large Number 12s, which is a band that um, have been playing for a very long time around our, the parts where we live. A delightful brother combination. And they write these songs that just always remind me of home, even though that doesn't make sense. I don't have home in the country, but there's just something about the way that they write that makes you think of a country town, the people involved. They just have this knack of making it feel like home and it's their song that you've chosen as the first single from this album. What drew you to the song? Well, like you, I've I've seen them play around Melbourne, especially around uh, St Kilda, Elwood, and I always love going to watch them play. They, You know, there's another brother... Combination. And they're harmonising. Yeah. And a great pop sensibility. They're sort of right, you know, I guess power pop is sort of kind of what they write. But, you know, they've got their own twist on it. Mm. And it, this song as well, Christmas. I know they wrote it a long time ago, 2003. And so I, I did ask them quite a while ago. I said, listen, if I ever do a Christmas record, I think I might have a go at that. And they said, yeah, sure. And then we, we did record it about three years ago during another another recording session. So we've been sitting on it for a while and uh, Billy was listening to the our recording says, you know, you're missing the high harmony. You've got, there's a high harmony missing. I said, Billy, can, you want to come and do it? And so Billy came into the studio and that, that you can hear this real kind of high rock and roll voice on the high harmony. It's Billy Miller. Triple M's Gravy Day with Paul Kelly. Christmas up where I came from Music with my new friends Christmas up where I came from Music with my new friends
here on Triple M today, we're celebrating how to make gravy day. It's been 25 years since Paul released that uh, as an EP and also on a Spirit of Christmas album for the Salvos. We may not have had How to Make Gravy, though, Paul, because there was another song that you wanted to do, but we're finally getting it on your new album, Paul Kelly's Christmas Train. But Christmas Must Be Tonight is a song written by Robbie Robertson for the band, and uh, it's one of their less well-known songs. It's sort of later in their recording career. It was on an, an album of theirs called Islands, which wasn't one of their most popular records. This must be Christmas, must be tonight. And it's sort of, I think it's sort of slipped under the radar a little bit, that one. I've always loved it. I wanted to do it 25 years ago for the Spirit of Christmas record, but it had already been taken, and that's when I ended up writing How to Make Gravy. So about 10 years later, I recorded it again for the Spirit of Christmas record. That's the good thing about Christmas. It keeps coming around every year. (laughs) And uh, this time I did it with Richard Pleasance, who produced it. We did it in a little backyard studio at his place. And... Peter Luskin played drums and Richard played pretty much everything else on the track, the, the bass, the guitars, the backing vocals. And so the recording is the oldest recording on this record. We did it in 2003, but it's just been sort of sitting quietly in my odd socks drawer for a while and I, I knew it would be a good one to pull out for this record. This is Gravy Day with Paul Kelly on Triple M. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, the Prince of Peace. The wheels start turning, torches start burning, and behold the wise men journey from the east. How a little baby boy brings the people so much joy. Son of a carpenter Where he carried the light This must be Christmas This be tonight A shepherd on the hillside While over my flock I buy On a cold winter night of angels sing In a dream I heard a voice Say fear not, come rejoice It's the end of the beginning Praise the newborn king How a little baby boy Brings the people so much joy Son of a carpenter the light This must be Christmas Must be tonight I saw it with my own eyes Written up in the sky But why a simple herdsman Such as I He was born at last 
so much for joining us on what is now Gravy Day on the 25th anniversary of your beautiful Christmas song. Thanks for having me. There was a tipping point. I don't know when it was for it to become part of our vernacular. Um, a lot of people reference the lyrics. You've had T-shirts since made with the lyrics. Um, but are you conscious of when that tipping point was or why it's just become so part of our lives? It, it seemed pretty gradual. It just, uh, it just seemed to build up gradually. It was a song that we really liked playing, the band and I, so we were playing it right from the start when we put it out, and we were sort of playing it any time of year. Yes. And I guess it's just, for us, it was one of those songs that, that uh, I know, I think that Beatles used to talk about this, or Paul McCartney said, certain songs were like, these are working songs, these songs work, you know, yeah. they know when they work. And to me, it's, it's a song that works. It works for us, playing it. Because even though it doesn't have a chorus, it's got this sort of inbuilt lift or gear change in it that um, that sort of has the effect of a chorus, I guess. The Frank and Dolly part is that where it it, it changes for you? And the Frank and Dolly. Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of it's a kind of half talk, half sung song. But at that point, you know, give my love to Angus and, uh, and the Frank and Dolly. I don't know the band kicks up. I, I start singing higher. I think <laughs> I never know what until I'm doing it. And then it goes sort of goes back down again for Mary. You know. Uh, Mary's got a new boyfriend. I hear Mary's got a new boyfriend. I hope he can hold his own. And it sort of kicks up again, you know. Um, praise the baby Jesus. Um, have a Merry Christmas. And then it sort of stays up. Have a Merry Christmas. So that, those sort of kick ups, sort of, I guess, although the, the words don't repeat, they sort of act like choruses. So we always really like playing it. And we noticed, you could tell, you can always tell with songs, you know, how they're going over with an audience. And we could tell that that song was sort of landing landing heavy on the crowd and they were really responding. So it built up like that. And then I think maybe about 10 years ago it sort of kicked off again when, when, when people started doing funny things uh, on the internet with it. Oh, really? Yeah, like someone had a Gravy Man account and pretended to be <laughs> Gravy Man and doing, doing all these these funny things. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you've branched out the merchandise now because I've got the tea towel, as I mentioned. And uh, this year, and when you buy the double album of uh, Christmas Train, you can also get in a package a Christmas ornament for your tree. 
Yeah. A little sauce bottle. A little sauce bottle. And a gravy boat, I believe. A gravy boat. I love it. That looks pretty nice. Oh, and you've got wine. There's there's wine as well. There's wine and there's T-shirts. Yeah, so there's there's a few other. So if you've done no Christmas shopping and there's only three sort of shopping days to go, you can just do it all online. Hopefully... Australia Post won't send it to you in time, but at least we'll yeah. be getting you. You say, oh, it's coming. <laughs> Your New Year's presents. Yeah, next Christmas. All right, well, thank you very much for today and we'll see you on Christmas Day where we play more of Paul Kelly's Christmas Train. Thanks, Rosie. Thanks for having me. See you soon.